0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Tech Podcast. My name is. Mike Brown, welcome to the Game 66 recap of the 2022-2023 NBA season for the Houston Rockets. 66 down, 16 to go. So crazy to think about that this season is nearly done. Rockets lose again tonight. I would say... A heartbreaker to Indiana. But when you're 15 and 50, do you really have heartbreakers anymore? Uh, But this is the most interactive podcast in the city of Houston when it comes to our beloved Houston Rockets. You want to talk about Rockets game tonight? Rockets lose 134-125. Hit that request to speak button. Come up on stage. Jabari Smith balled out tonight. 30. Burger up on Indiana. Uh, yet people still say he sucks. Trade him, caught him. People are stupid. Jabari with a 30 burger tonight. KJ with 23. Jalen Green with 24. Uh, here's a shot. KPJ didn't play again because he's hurt. Uh, Shingun, 14 points, 8 rebounds. Deshaun Nix, 6 points. Jay Sean Tate, 13 points. Tari Eason had 8. Usman, Garuba did not score, but had five rebounds. Josh Christopher had seven points. Tonight was one of those games where you watch and you say to yourself, like, I'm mad that they lost, but not really. I mean, I'm over it at this point, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, 66 games into this thing, and it was so good tonight. I mean, can we talk about Jabari? Jabari was so good tonight. You watch the – look at the stats, man. The dude had a 30-piece. 12 rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. He only had one turnover. Shot 10 of 19 from the field, three of five from the three-point line. You know, it's so funny because it's like you watch this kid play and you say to yourself, what would he actually look like with a competent head coach and fellow players that actually give him the ball on a regular basis? And I love how so many people are so out on this guy and the guy's not even a full season into his NBA career, calling him a bust. He sucks. Move on from him. Those people are stupid. You know, Sean says if it was hockey would have gotten a point tonight. Yeah, they would have, you know, but I mean, they didn't, they're 15 and 51. And it's, it's funny. Uh, Cause I did mention on uh, the last show that I did that, you know, if if nothing else changes in the interim, this is going to be my last season uh, with the Dream Shake, uh, doing the Dream Take. It's been an unbelievable ride, Uh, but things can change. So who knows? That's my plan right now uh, is to finish up this regular season strong, go into the offseason, stick around for a little bit, and uh, we'll see where the the wind blows at that point. Uh, But I bring that up because – you know, I, I caught about half the game tonight. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, watched enough, you know, especially at the end. Listened to all of, you know, the post or the, of overtime. They're just not well coached. The Rockets aren't, you know, and I say that because, I mean, not that you guys don't know that Silas sucks, but where is this Jabari, where is this version of Jabari night in and night out? Why is he getting 19 touches tonight? but he's not on other nights, you know? And it starts to, for me, the, that commentary starts with he needs a real point guard. And why in the world, why the hell the Rockets are sending Ty Ty Washington to the G League is stupid. Why is Deshaun Nix playing 35 minutes? I just don't get it. I don't know if you can hear this, but I'm banging the desk in my townhouse like this because I'm thinking to myself, why in the world do they play awful Deshaun Nicks? You could roll a nickel down the street and it hit four dudes that are better than Deshaun Nicks. Deshaun Nicks is not good. Congrats. He had seven rebounds tonight. You lost by nine points to a crappy Indiana team. That was twenty-nine and thirty-seven coming into the game. Indiana's not good. Halliburton's a nice player. He had 29 points and 19 assists. I mean, that's fine. All, you know, three people listening to the show right now, Sean, Pops, and Adam, you guys could go for a 20 piece and at least double digit either assists or rebounds against this Rockets team. But the commentary at this point on the on this Rockets team is boring. You know, It's not even fun to break down the games at this point. They got outscored by 11 in the first. Outscored them by five in the second. Outscored by one in the third. Outscored them by seven in the fourth. And the Rockets got blitzed by nine in in overtime. And so you start to think about all the conversations that I want to have when I'm doing this show at this point is... This offseason, because literally, I don't think people grasp like people joke about this offseason. Hey, do you guys think, you know, it's Harden coming back. I don't understand how big this offseason is. I mean, do, do you guys really think that people grasp what this offseason is going to be for the Rockets? I mean, on uh, On multiple fronts, right? You talk about, it starts at the top. They're not going to get rid of Stone because Fertitta's cheap is, is, is all get out and Stone's been with the organization for 20 years. It's fine. You're going to get rid of Silas. Silas does not, Silas is not making it through this offseason. Uh, there's no way. There's no way you retain Silas for another year. You can't. I mean, Pops and I and, and a couple other... Um you know, fans, if you will, are going to the game on Saturday night. So if you guys need to find Pops and I at the game on Saturday, look for the two dudes wearing white shirts that say fire Silas on it, because that's what we're wearing to the game on Saturday. So if you guys are watching the game and you find us on TV, you know, tweet me at Mike Brown underscore 2020. And it's just going to say hashtag fire Silas, because they have to fire Silas at this point. Um. And then you start looking at the roster, right? You start thinking about starts at the draft. The, the Rockets are going to have as good a shot at anybody else in, this, in the lottery to land Victor Wenbanyuma. The Rockets land Victor Bonuma. That is a franchise-altering type of move. And the Rockets don't even have to, to do anything besides get into the lottery and win it. And then you start thinking about the auxiliary moves, right? Well, what happens if Philadelphia tanks out and and Harden is leaving Philadelphia? He's probably going to be coming Houston Rockets. You start thinking to yourself, what if you're watching this team next year and the starting five is Harden, Jalen Green, Tari Eason slash KJ Martin, Jabari Smith, and Victor Wenbanyama? How good is that team? and off the bench you could have KPJ, you could have Tate, you could have Shingoon. You could have you know, whatever else you have added, you know, to you know the the roster at that point. How much better is that team? Is that a 50 win team in y'all's eyes? I don't know 50. I think mean, 44, 45 plus. You know, I Honestly, I think it's a better version of the first team that Harden had when he first got traded here. You know, if you guys remember the team that he had with no, literally, very little NBA talent, and he willed that team to forty-some odd wins and a first-round exit. You know, but the the scary part about that is, like, all of that is is easy to think about, right? All you need is the Rockets to win the lottery, and Philadelphia to not win the NBA title because I don't think, I think if they make it to the second round of the playoffs, Philadelphia does, and they get knocked out in the second round, I think Harden is leaving 110% with all of these stories about Harden and Philadelphia and Houston, you know, his wanting to come back to Houston. And I seriously cannot get behind one person. Yeah, one person. And if you're listening to the show right now, you want to hop in and talk about this, here, feel free, You hit that request to speak button bring you right up on stage um you cannot make and you cannot make a argument about harden you can't make a good argument for harden not coming back to Houston outside of giving him a max deal which i don't feel like the rockets would be doing The Rockets are not going to give James Harden a max deal to come back to Houston. He, coming back to Houston, makes so much sense. He's the second greatest Rocket to ever play the game of basketball. Think about that. Think about that for two milliseconds. Give me a guy outside of Akeem Olajuwon. You can make arguments. I think there's arguments to be had for a couple guys. Uh, Rudy Tomjano, I and don't laugh at me when I say this. Rudy Tomjanovich is as important a Portland Rocket as nearly every other Houston Rocket ever outside of Hakeem Olajuwon. Because people will look at that and they'll say, well, Mike, you know, what did he do as a player? Well, he was the head coach of the two title winning teams. No matter what, you can't just say, well, whoever was coaching the 94, 95 teams that the Rockets would automatically win the titles those years. You do it with Rudy. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. He was also a player. He won a gold medal in the Olympics. Rudy Tomjanovich, I mean, you cannot, you cannot talk about the history of the game of basketball without mentioning Rudy Tomjanovich. You could do that. With, you could t- talk about the game without Yao. You could talk about the game without McGrady. You could talk about the game without...
1: So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cards.com. It's magical. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay.
0: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are
1: you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Just go to frito com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void them. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com.
0: Rockets legends. <coughs> not McGrady, not Yale. But we won't get into th- that tonight. That's not something that we need to get into tonight, if you will. It's a different story for a different day. But my point is that... If Harden leaves Philadelphia and he comes to the Rockets and says, anything outside of I want a Max deal," the Rockets should say, yes. What do you want? Let's make it happen. You belong here. Because he does belong here. James Harden is a Houston Rocket. He left because the franchise, now people can argue, and you would be right, that you could argue that he was a large problem Eric, he was a big part of the problem with the construction of the Rockets teams that he was a part of. And what I mean by that is that his teams never got over the hump. Goddamn close, though. I mean, in 17, you've got as close as anybody, you know, beating the Warriors. Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. The Rockets win the title in 17. And probably he's still a Houston Rocket at this point. And the type of guys that he attracted to come here because they, they wanted to play. Now, people want to come play for the Rockets. Great city. Houston's a great city. No state income tax. Uh, great city to live in, yada, yada, yada. But it came down to you had a GM in place in Daryl Morey. that I've said it on, on these airwaves before, and I would say it again. It was time for Daryl to go. Uh, Daryl, he could never get over the hump. But if you're a Rockets fan, you honestly can't look at a guy like Raphael Stone, who, in my opinion, sucks. He's not a good GM. He just isn't. And, you can, again, you can argue that, you know, he, Mike, he's not a good GM, you know, because the owner won't let him, you know, make, you know, make deals or do these types of things. That's fine. But you get judged on your body of work. And his body of work up until this point as the Rockets GM sucks. It's not good. He's left this team without an everyday point guard. Actually, I take that back. They have one. They just don't play him consistently enough, and that's Ty Ty Washington. So why do you spend a first-round pick on a guy just to send him to the G League and play him sparingly at the, the main roster? Doesn't make any sense. You draft a guy like Tari Eason. Tari Eason's a stud. Love Tari. Tari's a great pick. Um, I think and I, I want to get to this Bill Simmons uh let's get to that. let's get to Bill Simmons real quick. Um because he made the news again that <laughs> I wanna I wanna get to I wanna get to the exact quote. What did he say? Let me get to the tweet. Um, so here's what Simmons said this week about Jalen green and, uh, Evan Mobley quote. I'm very close to Jalen green over Mobley being like a borderline draft catastrophe. We're edging that way. It felt that way in the moment. It was like, man, this Jalen green better be really good because Mobley I know what he is that game last night versus Boston, a team Simmons is a fan of was really crazy. Said it when they drafted him. I've said it since. First of all, Simmons is a blowhard. Simmons is a loser. Boston Homer douche. We can call him that. He's a douche. That's what he is. That's what he is. What he says is always jaded. He always has had a thing against Evan Mo- or against Jalen Green. I mean, multiple times this dude has gone at Jalen Green. For I mean, I don't understand the bias that he has against him. But I will tell you this, and my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner, God love him, love the guy, like family to me. Would do anything for the kid. Um, he and I have, have disagreed on this before. I would have taken Mobley over Green. I, I was a Mobley over Green guy. And if you look at the stats, and stats, if you're a, if you're a stat watcher, if you will, if you if you're the type of fan, and there's not there's no. There's no issue with this. If you just look at the box scores every night, you know you look at a guy like Jalen Green. Jalen Green puts up numbers. There's no doubt. Twenty, nearly 22 points a game. He averages nearly four rebounds, four assists, a steal uh, a game. Now, when and his team is 15 and 51. The same token, you go to uh, Cleveland. Cleveland's 42 and 26. They are. What are they in the Eastern Conference? They're the the fourth seed. So if the playoffs were to start today, they would play the Knicks. That would be a heck of a matchup. And if you look at Evan Mobley's stats, Mobley, is 16 points per game, nine rebounds, uh, nearly three assists, a steal, and nearly a block and a half a game. The difference between the two is that Evan Mobley is surrounded by legitimate, bona fide, day-to-day NBA talent. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Karen LeVert. Um, That's about it on the team. You got Seti Osman, who's having a decent year. Isaac Okoro. You got Ricky Rubio on the team, who barely plays. And that's good that that Ricky Rubio barely plays, because he sucks, too. Uh, I've never been a Ricky Rubio guy. I always thought the dude was massively overrated. But the difference between the two guys is that Evan Mobley is playing on a team that is so much better constructed than what Jalen Green is playing on. What Jalen Green is playing on is a hodgepodge of talent. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. Jalen's a bucket getter. And I give credit, uh, if you guys live in Houston, make sure to check out ESPN 97.5 with Lance Arline and John Granato. Nearly every time I tune in, right between 7.40 and 8 o'clock, uh, Central time in the morning, they're talking Rockets basketball. So that may be the time of the day in their show that they exclusively talk Rockets basketball, or maybe it's just lined up that way. When I listen to them, great Rockets analysis. Uh, big fan of of both of those guys. They do a great job. So, you know, they were mentioning this morning, you know, this same thing, what Bill Simmons said, and is there any uh, credence to it? The biggest thing is the Rockets this off season. Now Cleveland's being coached by JB Bickerstaff who in his time in Houston, I thought sucked for lack of a better term. He was not a good head coach. He was not a good coach. I think he's grown into it. I think he has a roster that makes sense for him. Now it's on the younger side. He's growing with that roster. He's doing a good job. I give him credit. He's leading his team. Uh, again, 42 and 26 nothing to sneeze at in a tough Eastern conference. Uh, they're going to have a tough time in the, in the playoffs, but If you asked me right now, today, who would I rather have, Evan Mobley or Jalen Green, I'm going Evan Mobley. Sorry. That's just that's how I feel. I think too many times the Rockets this year are getting manhandled in the middle. They haven't been able to solve that the last two years. Actually, the last three years. Ever since they lost Clay Capella, they have not been able to find a man in the middle to help defend the rim. And people will tell me all the time when I have these conversations on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that the modern-day NBA center is dead. You know, you can't, you know, win with a modern-day NBA center. Really? Well, Milwaukee's got uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, Boston's got Robert Williams. Philadelphia's got Joel Embiid. Cleveland's got uh, uh, Evan Mobley and... Uh, Jared Allen, all-star Jared Allen. So that's the top four seeds in the East. Look at the top four seeds in the West. Nikola Jokic uh, in um, in Memphis, the, who's the two seeds still. Uh, maybe not for long. You got Steven Adams, Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento, you got Sabonis, all-star Dinana Sabonis. You got DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix. You got Zubac in, uh, for the Clippers. You got Draymond Green with the, the Warriors. Uh, you got Gobert and you've got, uh, Carl Anthony Towns in, uh, Dallas or excuse me, in Minnesota. So I do think that the, the center in today's NBA is still important. You still need a guy in the middle to help be that guy. So, uh, to end the show, unfortunately, it is time to announce that the Rockets have been officially eliminated from the NBA. Uh, playoffs. So the playoff dreams for the Rockets officially dead at this point with 16 games left in season. Once again, Rockets lose tonight, 134 to 125. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me tonight. I greatly appreciate it. Once again, Pops and I will be at the game on Saturday night, and then I have got the post game as well. So give me a little bit of time to get home on Saturday. Uh, so we'll run a little bit later like we did tonight for the post game show. Uh, but we will talk to you guys then after the Rockets play the Chicago Bulls. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. Follow the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. Follow Jeremy at Jeremy Brenner. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you're on Facebook, search the Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. I'll talk with you on Saturday night. And until then, Rockets fans, go Rockets. There are
1: a lot of people fighting to make the world more just today, but a lot of work remains. That's why Macy's Inc. has doubled down on their commitment to create positive societal change through Mission Everyone, an enterprise-wide social purpose platform. Mission Everyone dedicates $5 billion of the company's spend through 2025, directed towards the partners, products, people and programs that help create a more equitable and sustainable future. To learn more about how Macy's Inc. is supporting a brighter future with bold representation for all, check out Macy's.com/purpose. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger as six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging